The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Okay, sing it with me. Ready? And French vanilla, rocky road, chocolate peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, chocolate. Sprinkles! <laughs> Caitlin loves that commercial so much, I actually got an Instacart order of all of those ice cream flavors. And surprised her with it one night with really? the chocolate and the Did sprinkles. Did you put them everything. all in a row? Uh-huh. Like the same? Yes, exactly. Right. Because well, I'm OCD and HSP and yeah. whatnot. So, um, and then yesterday she comes over and she says, you're not going to believe what I found. I just go, let me guess, the fountain of youth? Jesus? What? You know, and she goes, no, a 10 minute looped clip of that commercial on YouTube. So you can just watch it for 10 minutes straight. And I kind of looked at her like. Ah, uh, French vanilla, Rocky. Rock. <laughs> then the worst part was I had to I had to musically conduct her and explain to her that when she sang Rocky oh. Road, she had to anticipate the road. It wasn't Rhythm. on the downbeat. Oh, it's syncopated. It's syncopated. Oh. French vanilla, Rocky Road, and she was going French vanilla, Rocky Road. Oh. And I was like, Nope, you're doing it wrong. Do it right or don't do it at all. Mm. So we ended the 10-year relationship. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, you know I'm what? I'm glad it was because of that uh, scoop it, there it is. If there's going to be a reason to end it, that's <laughs> going to be... I guess that's okay. the... You go out with a bang. We are so Seinfeldian. <laughs> she eats her peas one at a time, and we think that her thumbs are actually her big toes. Aren't these, aren't these Seinfeld references? Yes. Thank you. Okay. God, I got to explain. I remember that. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> now I remember. Now. Now I get it. I get it. All right. Hey, it's how you play the game. The <laughs> there we go. Podcast of the Osa Foundation Incorporated. Yours there truly, we go. Jack Furlong with you as we talked about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the first episode of the month of April. The year is 2021. It's opening day. Baseball is back. And, That's right. Oh, uh, uh, now just end the pandemic and we'll be fine. So, end the panorama, end the panini, end the Pandora. Are you are you saying that a panini the, has to stop at a certain place? <laughs> Paninis last forever. <laughs> Wasn't that a rejected Bond title? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Orson Welles playing James Bond in that one? Ah, oh, the panini. Did you get the thing? I, I did. Did I you did. get that thing I sent you? <laughs> We're off to a great start. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, as always, you can uh, check us out at osipfoundation.org. You can contact the show via email with the address podcast at osipfoundation.org if you'd like to send us your stories for topics or even be on the show. You can check us out at social media sites such as facebook.com. Social media sites. Social media sites. <laughs> Facebook.com slash osipfoundation. Twitter and Instagram at osipfoundation. Hashtag how you play the game across the way from me in person today. Whoa. Our producer, Angie. Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello. How are you? 
I got two pokes. Oh, you got your shots. Yes. Good for you. Good mm-hmm. for you. You lucky duck. So I'm I'm a lucky duck. I'm I'm over here like searching everything like nope book 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 and you're not even eligible are so, you registered in like 17 places i i think i've registered in places that aren't even on this planet oh so if there's yeah. a, if there's a if there's a mega site on mars mm-hmm. you know hey if elon musk has anything to say about it there might be one day uh, well you know what let's uh I'll hey just, if he can get dogecoin up to a dollar i i'll just i'll I just can retire shut up and take my money <laughs> isn't that a meme too we go from Dogecoin to shut up and take my money from the Futurama meme. Where are all our hodlers out there? <laughs> Maybe if I talk about it enough, it'll go up. Just to, just to, just to do everything in, in meme culture. Stunks. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, hey, we got a good one for you today. I, I, sent, this, I sent this question to Sean, mm-hmm. and... He doesn't know everything about it. Okay. So there's going to be some improvisation, but we're going to have some fun. Great question to ask. And I'll give you the, the, the background as we, that, that prompted this as we go. Okay. okay. The question that we want to talk about today. Yes. Are fans mm-hmm. considered part of the team? Now, the reason that we have this discussion, now, you know, if you look at it very plainly, very superficially, you'd be like, no, they're not part of the team. Are they under contract? Are they wearing the uniform? No, no, they're not, okay? However, the fan bases do create that intangible swell of support. They play an integral part in the finances of professional teams, Um you know they they can drive uh, the front office to do certain things. You know if they're if they're really behind things to to spend more money or to you know there's there's a there's an, an infinite number of ways that the fans can play that role. And if you talk to different fans, you know they always talk about their favorite teams in a way where they. You know, they use pronouns that that make them assume that they're part of their team. You know, if mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Yankees, I'll say we got this guy and we got that guy, and I'm like, right. I'm not on that team, right? You know, so so what? You know, how what is it? How do we delineate that? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I bring that up because there's a story here that makes you think twice about this in a very interesting way that deals with sportsmanship. You only think twice. You can't see this on the simulcast, but I'm knocking my forehead against the microphone. Come on, you like that. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Uh, um, anyway, you only think twice. <laughs> right off the bat, if I ask you the question about fans being part of the team mm-hmm. what what comes to mind for you after everything you said taken into consideration yeah, just what, what 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 you know talk to me about what you how you just responded over those last few minutes from when i started asking the question and then where i and then after i started talking about it what mm-hmm. what where'd you start where'd you end all that kind of stuff um i i i think they are um for a number of reasons one for uh they can mentally affect the outcome of a game mm-hmm. if they get into the minds of an opposing team enough or they're or if they 
you know, bolster the confidence of their own team enough, uh, they're investors into the franchise. I mean, they're buying tickets, they're buying merch, they're buying food at the concessions. They're they're they are contributing to these players' salaries in a way. Um, they are. You know, some teams take it really far. You know, you have like with the Red Sox, you know, Red Sox Nation, right? Mm -hmm. Yankees Universe. You know, so it's a it's a it's sort of a a community, you know. Um, So there's definitely. And even when we talk, if you know, breaking the fourth wall a little bit here, even when we talk about the tenets of sportsmanship. And we equate it to a part of that being how fans interact with one another. In a way, fans are the largest group of individuals yeah. that contribute to sportsmanship. So in terms of how, how to act. Right. Right. So um, I definitely think that, you know, existentially, but also in a way... I guess off the field, fans are as much a part of the team as the team members. Right. right. Um, now, when it comes to actual gameplay, no, it, no, they're 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 not in it in it in the literal sense. They're not a part of the playing team. Right. But um, that's not to say that they can't affect the game from from off the field. Right. You know how how to affect it negatively or positively off the field. So I think as a result, there rests a tremendous amount of responsibility on the fan, um, not only to adequately know the sport enough to understand it and you know interpret it uh, in terms of sportsmanship to one another, but in way they can really um, they can affect the outcome of a game, right? In, so, in, 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 that's a, as a kind of a side quest to this, do you think that... Do I get experience for this side yeah, quest? Yeah, you get XP. Yes. You get XP and gold. Oh, good. Yeah. No Dogecoin, though. Oh, well, you see? I'm done. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I'll give you a little Bitcoin, though, if you want. That's... Okay, no, okay, I'll take okay, that. Good. Yeah. okay. Um, you know, we, we, we see it more so, I think, in... Um, basketball, hockey, and football, as opposed to baseball. Baseball has it a little bit, but I don't think it has it as much as the other sports. The The home field advantage, because of that, can play a role, you know? Um, you don't think baseball has... I don't think it has it to the same degree, because I think the na- the nature of the game of baseball is such that the home field advantage does not play the same role. Because the game, because in in a game of baseball, anything could happen in one game. Okay, mm-hmm. usually in the other sports, the better team outmuscles the other team. You know, mm-hmm. and home field where you have your fans can play a very significant role in that, mm-hmm. especially in in those other three sports because you have a lot more stadiums and arenas that are indoor. So the sound reverberates as well. When you're dealing with baseball, which is a summer sport, and it's played outside for the most part, the reverberation and the sound acoustics are different, and anything can happen over the course of 27 outs. That's why in baseball, the series is much more 
or holds more weight, I should say, than mm-hmm. the one game elimination. That's one of the reasons like there's that there's there, there's that argument against the uh, the wild card play in game because mm-hmm. it's essentially a game seven, you know, one game for everybody. And you're like you're, you're, you think to yourself, that's not how baseball is designed. It's designed to be played in a series with an odd number of games to determine who's better, whether it's three, five, or seven. Mm-hmm. And then you can argue about anything can happen in a three-game or a five-game series, but usually in a seven-game series, the proper team wins, or you get you get an outcome that is respectable and weighted enough to show that you know the 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 winner. What was deserving of it, you know? It's right. it's not usually a you know an upset in the same way. It's like a long trend data analysis, exactly, right? Exactly, and that's going to be more accurate than in determining the winner than right. just one game, right? And 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 that's another reason why you you kind of scratch your or I scratch my head sometimes at other sports. They're great to watch in the regular season, and I I, I do enjoy you know if I'm at a bar you know and I'm and there's a hockey game or a basketball game on you know I, I have no issue especially if it's a regular season game looking at it and enjoying that game mm-hmm. as a very casual fan mm-hmm. um but it but for the purposes of you know watching playoffs and things like that sometimes you, you it just doesn't have the same juice to me mm-hmm. um but regardless you know we've we've talked about the sportsmanship of like the new stadium in Minnesota for the Vikings and how yes. the, the acoustics of the stadium were built so that all of the crowd noise funneled down onto the opposing bench yeah you know so so stuff like that makes me think that yes fans are part of it but at the same time the pinnacle of sportsmanship for fans i feel is to be a, is to be able to be a fan and not affect the game, in my in my opinion, in my opinion, and it's very gray. You know, I I, I take more enjoyment out of a victory of a team, or I, I think that that a team has more weight in said victory when the crowd doesn't play a role, because the crowd, although the crowd could be philosophically part of the team, if crowd noise and and atmosphere can will a certain thing to happen um in a way it's I, I don't want to call it cheating because there's there's nothing inherently wrong with it mm-hmm. but the victory doesn't seem as unique or authentic to me you know that also brings up a point of you know what what was happening during the pandemic like with no crowds right so do, how does the team I, i'd be curious to see if there's a study about how teams performed without a crowd well i'll tell you right off the get-go you know you watch a lot of the baseball games and you read those things about it you know they had the fake fan noise pumped in hmm. and many of the players said well yeah you know it it feels a bit more normal when you have that noise because it you know that the, the eerie silence is not there, mm-hmm. but your adrenaline is not the same. You, the, you know, the, it, it's neutered in a certain way. And you, you, you talk to the people who played in the postseason last year down in Arlington, Texas, where um, you know they had some fans, and it was a different story. And you talk to you, you talk to the players in spring training where they have a limited number of fans at at their games, and they're saying. This is better. An exhibition game with some fans is better than anything that we did last year after the mm-hmm. pandemic started. So, I do think that 
there is something to it. So then would you say that the crowd could also positively affect the performance in, of a, in a, a nurturing of an way? Yes. You know, because it, it, it produces the soundtrack mm-hmm. to to the the movie that is the game. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'll give you an example that that I recall from my childhood. Remember those graphing calculators? Oh, yeah. What was it? The TX 83s, mm-hmm. things like that. Did you ever have games on your graphing calculator? I had Tetris. Okay. Yeah, I think I had that too. I think I had like a racing game and mm-hmm. things like that. Okay. So, anyway, and I, had, I think I had Blackjack as well. Okay. But anyway, I would always tend to play those games either at lunch or like on the bus ride home. Mm-hmm. And the ambiance of, you know, screaming teenagers was the soundtrack to those games. You know, you and you, you not only do you have that externally, you have your thoughts from the day internally, you know, mm-hmm. it it's it, it's it creates a certain atmosphere while you do that. I remember one morning, it was probably like almost 7 a.m. and I was getting ready to go to school mm-hmm. and I had a couple of minutes to kill and I started playing one of those games. And I was like, "Uh-oh, what's wrong?" <laughs> There was nothing wrong. The game was fine. It was that the sound was not there. It felt empty. It felt weird. I felt like I was doing something wrong. Interesting. You know? So it just you 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 can tell that there is that that nature to that, you know? And I think that there's a nurturing aspect of that for these players in that fans do do play a role uh, because that's what they're they 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 expect. That's what they experience. And one of the things that was discussed was um, you know, you look at baseball and how they had no fans last year. People were wondering, are, is this going to be normal for them? And the the response was usually, all of these players as they came up through the minor leagues were usually playing in stadiums that had little to no fans. Right. So it's not that foreign to them. Right. You know, and we've all, you know, all of us who are ball players have been in that scenario. You know, you've been in scenarios where you have, a, you know, a, a modicum of fans, and you've been in scenarios where you have no fans. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just kind of have to, you, you learn to roll with it a certain way. Um, you know, the pro ball players probably weren't thinking it the same way just because, you know, geez, when you're in a stadium of 50,000 people versus zero, you notice that, you know, it plays different mind games with the you. The acoustics are different too. Yeah, exactly. If you're out on a field and you're just like little league and there's no, there's no reverberation. There's no reverberation. Yeah. You can hear the sounds of the trucks and the traffic down mm-hmm. the road and this, that, yeah. the, you know. So in musicians too feel that I think you I know, would agree with that. It's a know, lot better when you when you're playing to a crowd. It's a totally different feeling than when you're not playing to anybody. It's a different feeling when you're playing even as ambiance to a couple of people versus mm-hmm. nobody versus a lot of people. You know, um, which can I mean in in you know speaking from both sides of it can negatively affect you too. Yes, if you've got performance anxiety or stage fright and but you're inherently a good musician it can affect your you'd have to channel that into adrenaline which is a whole different process a whole different topic but the interesting thing is that it's not unlike you know uh you know what white coat syndrome is vaguely yes explain it to our listeners because they might not know so when you go to a doctor's office right right, they test your blood pressure they they test your blood pressure yep and a lot of the reasons why it's higher, it's because you're nervous you're, about yep. being at the doctor's yep. office. And they take that into consideration, yeah. right? Yep. 
And that's what's called white coat syndrome. I've been there. So me too. Yeah. So they're like, oh, your blood pressure. Well, you're here. So yeah, <laughs> like, but, but, but that's, that's a determining factor. So, yeah. so there was, um, I believe there was a study on that very idea and I can't remember who did it. Oh, this was years ago where they had paid, where doctors for a while made house calls and came to you. Right. And took your blood pressure and like the average was like m- much lower than it was when you were at the doctor's office. Right. Cause you were in a f- unfamiliar place. You were, it was, you know, you're around all this medical equipment. You're thinking needles. You're thinking right. what if, you know, Yeah, and I like needles. I like getting shots. Let me put that out there right now. I thought you were talking about the character played by flea in back to the futures <laughs> two and three. <laughs> No, but when I was getting my shots, like the vaccine, I was like so excited. I was like watching it go in. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. I'm weird. Breaking news. Sean is a heroin addict. <laughs> no. Story at 11. I saw a guy give himself the vaccine under a bridge the other day. <laughs> wow. I didn't know they were so excessive. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was really amped up after no, he that. No, was, he was really happy. He was willing to give me some, too. And I said, thanks, but no thanks. I'm on my way to the doctor now. <laughs> Why don't you give it to that guy over there? I don't want white coat syndrome. No, give it, give it to the guy who looks like he can't afford it right now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Crazy. But anyway. Anyway, sorry. Go so ahead. Sean likes needles. and um, I love getting shots. Yeah. I know, I'm weird. You know, Well, to be honest with you, I don't mind shots mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I look forward to them. Oh, I do. But I I, I'm like, you know, by comparison to like when you were a kid and you were scared of shots mm-hmm. and whatnot, like now I look at it and I'm like, oh, I got to get my flu shot today. Not a big deal. Yeah. You know, doesn't b- bother me because in the I least. Pretend, I pretend I'm in an RPG and it's like a boost. Yeah. Like, like you know, I get like, oh, plus five defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's that's how I feel about it. You're but a little weird, aren't you? I, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why we're doing this. No, okay. it's for me. It's more about like like uh, having blood drawn that that drives me nuts. I get white coats. Did I tell you I passed that. out once from getting blood drawn? Oh, really? I think so, you did tell me that. Yeah. So I was back when I was living up north, right, n- North Jersey. Um, I decided to be, you know, it was my first time drawing blood, and I was right. like, I'm really proud to do. You were this. donating blood, yeah. Okay, so I was donating blood, and they gave me that ball to squeeze, right, right, and. uh and I said to the nurse who was getting, drawing the blood, I was like, is it normal to like see two of you right now? Is there someone next to you? She's like, no. I'm like, is it, am I, am I, why, why, why are the corners of my eyes getting black? Is that normal? She's like, after this much? No. Okay. We're going to stop now. <laughs> and then she, and she, <laughs> And she uh pulled she pulled it out and she's like here have some cookies yeah and she's like you probably shouldn't do this again just just yeah you probably shouldn't do this again not not this much well look at it this way you got free cookies out of it I did yeah so I um so I can't I actually went to the doctor about it they're like some people just have this mental yeah they can't do they it they can't yeah. do it and that's I'm I'm like that too I, I don't mind getting I don't mind it for tests right. That's okay. That's a small amount. Yeah, exactly. 
for me, like like it's still I still get the white coat syndrome when I have to have blood work done. Mm-hmm. But the you know I always tell the doctors, the nurses, whoever they're you know they're, like they'll have me come into the office and sit down and I'm like, do you mind if we do this in an exam room where I can lie down and not look at anything? Mm-hmm. And they looked at me and they looked at me like, oh, you're one of those people. I said, I'm six three two twenty five. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Oh, what right. do you want? Twice the pride. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Count Dooku, who <laughs> likes needles. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so and they're and they're usually good about that. But like when I was seventeen in in my first aid health class in, mm-hmm. in school, we were just talking about the carotid artery, and I fainted and split my chin open on the linoleum floor and had to get stitches. So, really? Yeah. Oh my god! And they were just, you never told me that. Oh, I've, I'm sure I've told you that. I got this big from, scar right here from it. Yeah. They oh. were talking. My health teacher was talking about the carotid artery, and I I I had. The latest lunch in the day it was like a seventh period lunch, and I forgot to have breakfast that morning. Mm. And it was this was like a sixth period health class, so I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, um, is it normal to like feel like I need to throw up right now, even though <laughs> I haven't eaten anything? I'm like raising my hand, like trying to get the teacher's attention, like, can I, you know? And I'm like kind of looking at her, like, can we? You know, and she's she's not she sees me, but she's not calling on me. Mm-hmm. So finally, I'm just like, I can't do this. So I just get up and I leave, mm-hmm. and like ten steps out the door, I just faint. And I wake up and... You're in the nurse's office? No, I'm still on the ground. What? Like what? 30 seconds so later no or whatever. no one saw you? No one saw me at all. I'm just laying there like this. And actually, uh, one, of my, one of my friends... Were you bleeding all over the place? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of my friends started walking down the hall, saw me on the ground, turned around and walked the other way because he didn't want to get involved. <laughs> And I never let him forget that. I never let him forget that. I don't see him that much anymore, but I I, I make sure he knows that that's a thing. Okay. That's um, wow. Yeah. So so uh, so yeah. So then one of the hall monitors saw me, like rushes over to me, get you know gets help, gets the nurse, all these different things. I, my mother came and got me, took me for stitches, and mm-hmm. it was fine from there on out. It wasn't that big wow. of a deal, but it was yeah. They were like, yeah, you should never. Um, give blood. You should never go to med school. You should never really do anything. See, that's the thing. I don't mind seeing like medical operations or procedures. Right. I think it's just the fact that in my mind, losing a lot of blood. Yeah. Just makes me. I can't even do that. Think. Like I can't. I can't watch. You can't any, watch no. medical. No. And I have to, like I've the, the the work that I've done mentally myself is mm-hmm. enough to just get over certain elements of violence and gore in the media, you know, yeah. like for the, for the longest time in my life, I could not handle that. Mm-hmm. And, um, there are still certain things where I'm just like, yeah, I can't do that one. Well, interesting. Yeah. I like, I'll, I can watch a bond movie, you know, that's nothing, mm-hmm. but you know, and even certain, like even license to kill, which is kind of a gory one. There's, mm-hmm. there is at least the, the, the part with the pressure cooker. Yes. I can't watch that. Mm-hmm. But anything, but most other things, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um. But like, I remember when I was a kid, I was at a, a friend's house, and their dad, his dad, let us watch uh, Predator. Oh. And I was like, never again, never yeah. ever again. Right. I can, I can, I can do the the Arnold voices and the jokes. I am here. Kill me. Yeah. Kill me now. <laughs> you know? But that's about it. Um. So yeah. So anyway, we have really deviated. Because of your needles, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. I so so fans. Yes, we were talking about white coat syndrome, right? And the negative impact that can have, and the effect of the 
blood pressure right. thing. And that that's how fans and things right. like you know, there's this mental side and things. Okay. So the reason I brought all this up today. Oh, that's because oh, yeah. we haven't even gotten to that. <laughs> how how are we not canceled? How have we not canceled ourselves yet? Oh, I don't know. Oh man. Anyway. Um we have so so here's the thing. There is a there was a story earlier in March down in Arlington, Tennessee, that made me think of this. Okay. Okay. A high school girls basketball team uh, was in a playoff game, and after the playoff game, a fan of the Arlington team, which was hosting the game. Mm-hmm punched the head coach of the visiting team repeatedly, knocked him down, sent him to the hospital, outside in the parking lot, and then fled the scene. Wow. Okay? However, that's where things get a little weird. It is then discovered that the kid who punched the losing coach was the son of of the head coach of the Arlington team that had just won. And this is girls basketball. This is a mother who's the head coach of the Arlington team. Mm-hmm. Her son is assaulting the male head coach of the visiting losing team, girls basketball, on the campus of this high school. He then get the, the kid then gets in the car of players from the Arlington girls team and drives away. All right. Wow. Now, the the TSSAA, which is the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association, their version of our NJSIAA. Okay. Um investigates the Tennessee uh, or the the Arlington School District uh does their due diligence in trying to figure out what happened. Um, you know, they, they, the whole, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's the letter. If I can access it here. Okay. Um, the, the school, once they, once they saw this, did their own investigation and the letter from the TSSAA regarding their findings states the following. According to the information submitted to the state office, the following incident occurred. Uh, A young man identified uh, as an Arlington High School fan assaulted the coach of the the other team, striking him from the side. He was knocked down and punched several times while he was on the ground. Um, It was reported that there were probably five other individuals with this young man. Uh, He was identified as the son of of the head coach of the Arlington girls basketball team. Mm. Police were called and this assailant was arrested after they found him. Um, the coach was sent to the hospital. He pressed charges against the assailant uh, and the young man was taken into custody. The administration of Arlington High School uh, came up with their own report and their own sanctions. Okay. Okay. Arlington High School proposed the following action. The head coach of the girls' basketball program would be suspended for the next two games. Okay, so this kid's mom would be suspended. The young man responsible would be banned from campus for the remainder of the year and dealt with by the sheriff's department. 
From the campus? Yes. Not just from sporting events. From the campus. He cannot step on school grounds. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The the girls' basketball team will not host any individual camps during the su- this summer. Mm-hmm. They will be prohibited from participating in any team camps. Um, they will impose a, a self they will self impose a two year probation uh, that basically uh, you know, like keeps them out of most stuff, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, they would, they would fine, they, they offered to pay a fine of $1,000 um, for the two year probation, which the TSSAA decided to waive since the school uh, administration placed their own pro- program on probation. Okay. Okay. Basically the TSSAA said, if you, if we place you on probation, it's a $500 fine per year. Because you placed yourself on probation, we'll waive the thousand bucks. Um, the administration. So the school. I'm, okay, forgive me. I'm having yeah. a little trouble okay. following it. So the school placed themselves on probation first, right? Before the before the TSSAA TSA. intervened. Okay, got it. Okay. Okay. The administration team will meet to discuss how the situation could have been prevented. Blah 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 blah. Um, and the high school will no longer schedule this opposing high school for any contests involving girls or boys basketball programs. Okay. Uh, exceptions would be made for any postseason contests required for advancement. Okay. Okay. So um, can I just ask a all right? Absolutely. So run run this by me one more time. Okay. So a fan from an Arlington fan, Arlington fan assaulted, assaulted the, the coach, the coach of the opposing, opposing team. team. Okay. It was later found out that this fan was the son, son of the head coach, coach of the there. Arlington girls team. And and it's the girls' program, so this is all interconnected. Got it. Okay. Okay. So now I'm sorry, it was just no, a little difficult is, this, to follow. Uh, believe me, as I was researching it, I'm like, do I have to take notes here? You know? I got I'm drawing diagrams and I was I'm like just that, trying was like, to figure out how this is all connected. It was like that meme of Charlie Day from It's In, Always Sunny yes. as he's like doing the conspiracy yeah. figure, you know, with the cigarette exactly. and the bloodshot and all the screens. And, yeah, I love the, that the, the the what is it, the strings and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah, so okay, so the TSSAA re- says in their letter after reviewing all the information, um, we feel that this is not enough of a penalty. So. Because sportsmanship is an essential component of high school sports. Wait, so so banning the student from campus is not enough? Right. They said the, the TSSAA okay. said this this is insufficient. Okay. So we are going to close the issue with the following in addition to what you have said. Um they will accept the corrective actions as taken thus far. The girls program is being placed on restricted probation for the rest of the year, meaning that they're out of the playoffs and they can't continue. Okay. Just for that sport? Just for, just for that sport. Okay. Okay. Um, they will be on restricted probation for the next year as well and being fined an additional $2,000. Wow. Um, and then the, 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 yeah, so, and then the girls basketball program is being fined the $2,000. Okay. Okay. So, the, the reason that I asked the question is because this issue of sportsmanship did not occur in the game. Now, granted, it's a very, you know, odd case where the son of the coach 
Which took in matters. and of itself raises a couple questions. Right. But it's also like the guy lost. You know, the mm-hmm. team lost. Why? You know, so there's a lot of stuff where you just you just don't know. We I think there were reports, you know, circulating that. Were there prior incidents or well, I like think, I think certain reports of the he said, she said variety were such that words were being exchanged between the coach and and the the, the, the son, son of, the, of the other coach. Okay. And that's what led to the altercation. Okay. The, now, do we know specifically the extent of the injuries sustained? Uh, if the, if we do, it was not reported. It's possible that that could be kept under wraps because matters are, you because, know, of, legal because of legal issues. stuff and whatnot. Because okay. um, if if the I mean, not to presume anything, but if if the punishment is that severe, where you're put on probation for two years, uh, I mean, yeah, the dude's got to be like. In a wheelchair, right, or, or like something really, really yeah, bad. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the reason that this becomes an issue is because then the 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 parents cry foul. Okay. Because they claim the parents of the fan. The, no, well, the parents of Arlington, okay. whose team was just taken out of the postseason because of something that the son of the head coach did. Okay. They believed that. Out of all of this, the girls did not deserve to be removed from postseason play, hmm. especially because of the pandemic and how they've already lost a season. They've already lost a lot. You know, they want they don't want to penalize the innocent right. girls hmm. anymore because of the actions of someone who's not on the team. Okay. Okay. And that's where you get the question of are fans considered part of the team? Because obviously mm-hmm. we might be able to say the son of the head coach is a fan of his mother, mm-hmm. you know, the team his mother coaches, the high school, you know, all these right. things, you know? So ultimately what ended up happening was a, a judge granted an injunction to say that the girls can play. They, the judge said... After reviewing the case, I am I am granting an injunction to let the girls play, continue to play in the tournament, while this is being figured out, investigated. Okay, everything okay. else we're not fighting anything else. Right, everything else may stand. Yada yada yada. Okay, but this is what we're going to let happen. the The team ended up losing in I think the next round to Blackman High School. Okay. Okay. So. Um, so they didn't end up winning a championship. To, anyway, or, yeah, exactly. So but, the, pre, but, the 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 fallacy of the predetermined exactly. outcome. Thank you, Michael K. Um, <laughs> but 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 that's why we have to ask. Right. Did this team deserve the punishment that they did that affects their on court performance? The opportunity for these young women who are in high school to have their scholastic athletic moments because of the actions of someone who is not directly a part of the team. Lem, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. How soon after this did the judge issue that injunction? Uh, it was bef- it had to be before it was within a week because they investigated and they they obviously wanted to have this stuff done so that they knew prior to the next scheduled game. Okay? So mm. so I don't know an exact timetable, but 
it was it was within that week type area where they said, okay, the game where the incident occurred on this day, right. the next scheduled game would be on such and such date. So we kind of have to, you know, and then and then I'm sure maybe there was an incident where they said, well, we can push the game back a little bit while we wait for the judge's ruling, but not I, too much. Yeah, because the thing is that I think it's pretty soon to make that kind of call mm-hmm. because I think they were just under such a stringent timetable. Right. But I think after the season's over, they should reopen the issue and examine it a little bit more closely. Right. Because you never know exactly who was involved. I mean, was it, was the fan acting as a lone wolf? Right. Was there some sort of collaboration between maybe one of the teammates and the fan to make it, you know, like what if, you know, what if, that fan discussed something to the side with one of the teammates or one of the, one of the players of the team and said, what if something were to happen to the other coach? You know, like maybe make it look like an act. Well, not an accident, right. but, 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 but leave us out of it, you know, and right. you know, we'll do something for you. Like, like a, like some sort it's of, it's all hypothetical, like, but I understand is, what you're saying. But, but you know what? It's the, I'm, I don't want to make, again, I don't want to make any, any accusations, any accusations or, or, judgment, or, or yeah. any, or any, or any, uh, blanket statements here, but the South is really serious about their sports. Oh yes. And, and, and I, I respect that. Yeah. Okay. But on the other side, the other end of it, I mean, look at, this could be, there's, there could be something deeper going on that we just don't know. Yeah. Now, if it's later found out that that incident has been traced back to a player to put them, that put them up to it, then absolutely they should be banned. They should be there should be uh, they should be on probation yeah. and they should pay the fine and all this. But if it's later discovered that that the teammate or teammates had nothing to do with that fan and he acted on his own volition, then. I don't think I think the inju- the um, the injunction should stand. Right. So it all depends. I think. Well, you know, the other thing too is that I'm sure that if you look at the precedent set in, you know, scholastic athletics at all levels, you know that they have the option to vacate titles and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's certainly possible that the judge looked at the case and said. I'm going to grant the injunction because if we re if, if during the course of the investigation and everything we determine that there was significant foul play here, et cetera, and the team ends up winning a championship, we will vacate that title as such. Um, that kind of goes to the innocent until proven guilty. It's not a completely mm-hmm. you know open and shut case. You know, there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff that makes you scratch your head and I, I would imagine that's why the injunction was, was was allowed especially also because of the extenuating circumstances of you don't want the program to lose two years prior to this probation where one year was out of their control due to the pandemic mm-hmm. you know so I'm sure that must have played you know a role in it somewhere in the human element and yeah you know I guess I guess the 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 reason we, your point is very well taken. If if there is 
connection in this incident to someone who is fully associated with the team, then I don't think we can argue mm-hmm. anything else. Okay, right. we we've you know, and and that's basically how things have gone for the longest right. time. Is it's that important if, to get all the facts right? Right. If if you, you know? d- if you discover that. You know, members of a team did something. That team's going to be on probation, and the players mm-hmm. who are going to come after are going to suffer as a result of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the lay of the land. So that's we're not about being on a team, right? That's 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 part of it. Um, but you, if you don't have the time to properly investigate, it seems unfair to let them suffer until you, you know you, you have to be innocent until you're proven guilty. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I would imagine that's why the the injunction stood. But, it but does- there is time between the off. I would imagine there's time between the two seasons, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, after the after the playoff run is over, you've got plenty of time to investigate. Because I think this. something of that caliber should be investigated. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any question about that. I think that there will be continued, you know, investigations, and mm-hmm. I think that you know, I I think the reason that this case was, you know, stuck stood out for this reason was because. Our fans part of the team. Mm-hmm. If we don't know, let's for for now assume that this kid acted alone. Okay. Okay. Just make that assumption right now. Okay. I will make an ass okay. out of you and me by assuming. <laughs> Great. Now I feel like the idiot. Okay. <laughs> Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Um. If this kid acted alone, mm-hmm. is that reason enough? To impose the penalties. No. Okay. So you think your 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 argue your argument in that case is if this kid acted completely alone, the program does not deserve to be on probation or suffer any of these consequences. If he's not part of the if he's not if if the incident did not occur, especially didn't occur didn't occur during the game. No, right? it was after the game in so, the parking lot. Oh well then no. Okay. Because the team had nothing to do with it, ostensibly. Right. If we're assuming that he acted on his own. Right. But I think that I think what the, the governing bodies are saying is that the schools have a right to protect other people or have, have their job to protect other people and to mm-hmm. enforce sportsmanship at all times. And that's why the penalties mm. are still enforceable. Now, granted, we can obviously. But the school, but the school did, inf- but the school did self-punish. Yes, but, so that, but my point, the point there is that not that they shouldn't have self-punished. It's that if this kid theoretically acted alone, how is the school supposed to know that this is a possibility and that they're at fault and therefore they have to self-punish? Mm. Obviously, we're taking a lot of liberties here. We're looking at things in a very black and white uh, right. way. We're looking, you know, we, I mean, and, and the other thing, too, is looking at it at the scholastic level is different than looking at it at the professional level. If a fight breaks out outside of Yankee Stadium, the Yankees don't get penalized. Mm-hmm. You know, even if a fight breaks out in Yankee Stadium, the Yankees yeah. don't get penalized. So I think anything with school related, scholastics are related, and especially involving minors. Yeah, you know, you've got these are the people that mine for gold and minerals, right? Yeah, miners. and Dogecoin, right? Uh, <laughs> You laugh. I'm laughing. You laugh, but listen. When you're rich, you come <laughs> rub it in my face. Yeah. And and your richness, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the issue is that if these are minors under the age of 18, mm-hmm. 
and there is a safety issue, then maybe the direction that the school should take is not so much directed at the team, but directed at the, I mean, which they did. The individual is not allowed on campus anymore, right? And For the remainder of the year. And I mean, so he's effectively expelled, right? right, for the remainder of the year. But I think as a result, you know, there needs to be discussion about this sort of thing to speak to just to not just for the teams, but for the fans of those teams. There should be some sort of program or some sort of some sort of seminar or whatever that they should be heavily encouraged to attend. This is I mean, it's another situation where you can't force them to go to this thing, but. But you, but I don't I don't think the team if we're assuming that he acted on his own right the 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 girls on the team should not be held responsible for that right. because the the, the 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 issue of bad sportsmanship rests on the individual in this particular case mm-hmm. right against the coach of the opposing team and whatever issues they have. They can pursue that legally, right? Right, and and get the, because beyond this is beyond sportsmanship at this point, right? This, this is, is safety. About, this this is, is assault. This is assault. Yeah. So this is this is a legal issue now. It's not just an issue of sportsmanship, right? Um, even though bad sportsmanship was the impetus to all this, right? And so if we're assuming that, if we're assuming that. Uh, that the team had nothing to do with the assault on the other coach via the fan, then the team, I don't think, should be held responsible for that. Um, Does that mean that they shouldn't learn about these sort of things? No, I think they should. I think they should be kept abreast of the situation and and should be given... uh, should have people like OSIP come to their school and talk to them. Shameless plug <laughs> much. But but should talk to them about the, the impact that fans can have on 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 a sport. Yeah. But in this particular case, since it happened after the game in the parking lot, although on school grounds, there is definitely some merit uh that that the there is some merit to to some sort of punishment that should occur for the school maybe right or for the lack of safety on school grounds but in terms of the the specifics of the sport in the girls basketball for the girls basketball team i don't think there should be a penalty for that it, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like it takes the bad action to expose the loophole that we didn't see, mm-hmm. and that kind of ruins it for everybody, so to speak. Right. I, I know that's kind of a grotesque or crude way of summarizing it, mm-hmm. but you know, um, it you know, and, and, and I certainly don't mean to make this comparison, but you know, but for example, you look at the attacks on September 11th. Talk about the you know exposing you know, a, a mm-hmm. loophole basically in our safety, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that for lack of a better term ruined it for everybody. And now, mm-hmm. you know, safety measures are what they are right. to prevent that. Now, granted, of course, 
you know, I think we can all agree in that in that case. It's like I don't, you know, with the exception of the the hindrance of having to get to the airport early and go through everything, you take off your belt and shoes. Exactly, you're just like, oh, for the love of God. But at the same time, it's like if this is the most I have to do to make sure that I'm safe mm-hmm. on an airplane. Well, how are I, safety know. measures? Well, see, here's the thing, right? This is a broader this is a broader topic, but how are safety measures created? Well, one bad thing has to happen and you'll in see, order yeah. for it. Like, you know, how are how how were speed limits invented? Well, people, one were idiot was driving really fast, fast and, and a lot of idiots started driving really fast and a lot of idiots died behind the wheel because they were driving too fast. And now we have seatbelts right. and now we have speed, speed limits, limits and, other, and, and safety precautions. Right. And all those so something things, yeah. bad has to happen in order for those precautions to exist. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, just look at, you know, on even a broader scale, look at our, you look, look at how our constitution was formed. Right. Exactly. We just, we were just off the heels of a war with a tyrannical government. Yeah. Of course we're going to create these, these, items in our constitution right Right. yeah so uh but but so but more germane to this specific instance um george washington would very much be on your side right apparently is what you're saying (laughs) you gonna go chop down a cherry tree (laughs) (laughs) i shall not tell a lie was that lincoln no, that was that was Washington. That was Washington. Okay, it was all fabricated, but yeah, yeah like he didn't have wooden teeth. Exactly. Um, so, and I can't believe that Lincoln freed the Japanese. Right. You know, amazing. Yeah. So I think that in this particular instance, there does need to be a safety review uh, for the school. Yeah. As a as as a whole, you can make, just not just not penalties for the specific, just not penalties for the team. Yeah, you can make the argument that the TSSAA would say, "Listen, we are you know the the, the penalties against the school for failing to protect this man, sh- you know, will will be adequate in showing that you know there needs to be restitution. You know, you mm. fail to live up to sportsmanship, safety, this, that, the other, blah, but blah, is blah, that, blah, blah. But is that the TSSAA? TSSAA's responsibility. That's be- another good because, question. Because their responsibility is more germane to to the sport, yeah. right? I mean, I, I obviously, it's two athletic programs, and I guess that, I mean, it's not like an umpire during a baseball game having to eject a fan, right, right? Right. Very rarely does that happen because most of the times but but that fan has something to do with the sport. Right. And I, I would say that the TSSAA had to get involved here because the the incident was germane to athletics. Right. The man the, the coach was on the opposing campus because mm-hmm. of an athletic event. So right. it wouldn't surprise me I mean, and again, it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, that maybe there was a pass the buck type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, but all at the same time, I'm sure that if they, if the TSSAA didn't get involved, there would probably be even more outcry, mm-hmm. you know? So they probably had to do something, you know, just because they realized that the entire event occurred as a, you know, as a result of an athletic situation under their jurisdiction. And once it jurisdiction, yeah. Once that happened, yeah, they said yeah, we yeah. got to step in. That's here, right. Okay. So they and their governing um, documents can say then, okay, the school has to be held. But responsible. then they can hand it off to right. the authorities, right? Or exactly. Something. I'm sure at that point they can hand it off to the necessary legal authorities for the purposes of you know legal action and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But see, at the same time, then 
it, I'm sure it's even po- more possible that the coach who's going to press charges, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably he's probably pressing a, a, a criminal suit against the kid who attacked attacked him, and then I'm sure that there's a civil suit or or multiple civil suits against both. The, the the Arlington School District and even the TSSAA. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's probably multiple suits for insurance restitution, <laughs> right. which is a different story in itself. Right. But the point being that a lot of documents are going to be amended yes, because of this. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of paper pushing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I think you're right that the TSSAA has to uh, step in and impose both the investigation and the penalties to the school district. Okay, for failing to protect this visiting coach, mm-hmm. and for you know whatever the case may be, and and work with the 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 self imposed penalties that the the high school and the school district put on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think you can make the argument to a degree after proper investigation and whatnot to say that perhaps the the girls basketball program in future years must be on probation, must be, you know, it's gray, mm-hmm. but I think in future years you could potentially make that argument. May, again, investigation has to take place. You got to show that there's connection. If there's a link. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then you think about it from this standpoint. Let's say, let's say you're a, the, the family of a 14-year-old girl mm-hmm. who's about to enter high school as a really good basketball player, mm-hmm. and she wants to play basketball at Arlington. But because of this probation, she she knows that she's never going to get the chance to win a championship or anything for the first two years. You know, is that is that now fair to say if I value that so much, I got to ask to transfer to another school? I got to go to a private school? I got to do this? You know, right. whatever. You know, so there's that's why so much of this because the actions of that fan are affecting people that aren't even in school yet. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the program. You know, unless you can prove that the son of the coach had a connection mm-hmm. to someone on the team, be it the coach, his mother, or or a player, or anything else, where the impetus for this was was connected in that way, I don't know if you can say that the the program has to suffer because of this kid's actions Mm -hmm. if one of the players beat the guy up oh yeah totally a different story yep if one of the players told the kid to beat especially especially if it was during the event right you know especially and 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 legal documentation is such that you know these these privileges and protections are extended to everyone until they leave the game site you know because like umpires are protected while they're at their cars following the game and so on and so forth and it's not until they leave the site Mm -hmm. that suddenly they're no longer protected for that stuff um so it could be that you know while this coach was on the the campus he was still protected under these under the you know the 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 rights afforded to him to Mm -hmm. not be assaulted and blah 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 you know and so on and so forth um but yeah i think i think we're in agreement Mm. on that but it, it 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 definitely brings about the discussion of our fans considered part of the team in that manner. And I think that this case demonstrates the the gray area of that. And I think that we look at that and we say, you know, we 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 think 
we kind of are because we use those pronouns to say we did this mm-hmm. and we did that when we're just fans. Mm-hmm. But in reality, when you break it down, is it fair to do that? You know, especially from a legal standpoint. And I right. think I think what we are seeing is that unless there is a direct connection, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to impose that. I mean, it depends on the situation. Yeah. Fans are a part of the team if they are cheering for their team and they affect the outcome of a game because they mentally get inside the players' heads. Right. Or if they're, like I said, at at the professional level, if they're paying for tickets, they are investors in that team or they're they're buying merchandise or whatever. But the minute there's something that goes wrong, they're out like... You know, right then, it then it's a it's it's a question of jurisdiction, as and, you yeah, said. At that point, it's like so, Peter denying Jesus. Right. So, so I think, I think the I think the ultimate the ultimate answer to this is that yes, fans are a part of the team in a moral sense. From a from a from a, I, I don't think moral is the right. Moral is not the right word. I guess more in in spirit sense in an annexed sense okay like you know i feel like a fan is an annex to a team much like a payroll company is sort of an annex to a company yeah like they're providing the employees with the pay but they're not part of that company yeah you know what I mean? They're almost they're almost like an independent contractor. Yes. You know. So fans are the 1099s <laughs> of the sports world here. No, really. I, I think I, that's a good I, I think I, that's you, a good I analogy. I think you can make that. They are <laughs> they are the independent contractors that are brought on to support. Uh-huh. You know, they are the 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 temps if you will. Yeah. They are the um yeah, the contracting positions mm-hmm. and the yeah. Okay, I can I can see that. I can see that. Because if something legal goes down, they're with, out. You know, with, yeah. yeah, like with a with a ten ninety nine employee at a job, you need to have your own insurance. Yeah. You're on your own. Yeah. Like you're. So I think this. I think that's actually a pretty good analogy. I think you could make that analogy for for, for something like yeah. this. So yes, they are in the sense that they're not directly part of the play, but they are. They embody the spirit, spirit. and the and the yes. the, the, the family. Mm-hmm. aspect of it but when you get down to the nitty-gritty of mm-hmm. legalistic contracts and all that and stuff, stuff it's like nope yeah they're not yes and so. it's, it's an important distinction to make yeah you know because in this case i look at this and i say and again we, we're in new jersey and this is in tennessee mm-hmm. okay we don't know all of this stuff but it, it, you know unless, unless the governing documents say otherwise it's kind of, it feels a little unfair Mm-hmm. To to punish the girls' basketball right. program, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't think they should be punished. You know, unless they can, be unless they find a find link. a link. Yep, then it's a different story. So, right. well, well, I think we solved that one. We did, we did solve it. Yeah, you know, it's one of the few questions that we actually answered. Yeah, like usually we end with the podcast by being very ambiguous. Yeah, ambi- ambiguous, ambiguous, and yeah, ambiguous. I, can't, I don't know why I couldn't say that word and, all of a sudden, and but. just not answering it fully. But I think yeah. we. Fully answered this question, yeah. and it's still the question could still be open for debate for in certain ways as well. You know, as especially new, with other incidents that right. could occur. New information is always and, provided, and, 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 especially yeah. with Germain to this case. Yeah. We've used the word Germain four times. It's like a lot of German. Yeah. So, so I think I think this is a this is a good one. Yeah. 
No, no, this is good. This yeah. Is good. Well, I think uh, that solves this one. And yeah. uh, the, uh, the TSSAA and Arlington School District will be getting our bill. Yes. Um, so and we haven't even done. We have, well, yeah. we have yeah. pontificated. But all I can say to them, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no need to thank us. Just pay the bill. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think we're in a good place now. Yeah. So uh, as always, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. You can always check us out at osafoundation.org. Contact the show via email with the address podcast at osafoundation.org. On social media, facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game. Uh, Sean, thanks for being back with us after the uh, the little hiatus for the surprise that we haven't yes. revealed to everybody yet. Yes. But give it a little bit of time, everyone, yep. and you will you'll you'll know sooner. It was very interesting. Yes. So we'll be we'll be we'll be chatting about it real soon. But you gotta wait. I don't know. Guess what? <laughs> All right. Now that we've done that. Uh, Everybody get out of here. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Until then, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.